It's a new week, everyone, and a new set of Mediascope briefs. Welcome. My name is Tachi, in case you don't know, and I talk all about media tech and pop culture news. So let's get to some tech news, shall we? Autonomous vehicles, the flying kind, are actually a little bit closer than we think. Kitty Hawk is a company led by the, quote, godfather of self-driving cars, Sebastian Thrun, and backed by Google co-founder Larry Page. They've revealed their Cora aircraft, which is a hybrid vertical takeoff vehicle and takeoff and landing design that can take off like a helicopter, but fly like a plane. The vehicle can travel at over 93 miles per hour and has a range of around 62 miles on a single charge. Its wingspan is 36 feet, which makes for a very small commercial aircraft, which is the idea for its intended use around urban areas. It has room for two passengers on board with side-by-side seating, including one where you'd normally find the pilot. In this aircraft's case, there's no pilot, nor pilot licenses uh, that are uh, necessary for the operation. Kitty Hawk's intent is to have the aircraft certified for fully autonomous operation by launch, which will they hope will happen sometime around 2021, once it completes testing with New Zealand, its first partner on the government and regulatory side. Kitty Hawk previously relied, revealed its flyer aircraft, which was more like a hovercraft crossed with a jet ski, and which it intends to sell to individuals in the recreational vehicle market. That was always just a stepping stone towards the company's larger goal of building viable self-flying taxis. With Cora, Kitty Hawk's Real Vision comes through. The startup aims to build, own, and operate a fleet of these as an on-demand self-flying taxi service, beginning commercial operations in as few as three years' time. Now, there's no word on how much it will be or how much it will cost to operate in terms of pickup and drop-off points, but it seems farther along than a lot of the other autonomous aerial taxi projects out there because of the government support from New Zealand. Okay, well, I hope you enjoyed that. Would you fly an autonomous vehicle? It's bad enough with uh, on-ground autonomous self-driving cars. What do you think about flying? Let me know. Cheers. Come back, everyone. Well, unfortunately, we have some sad news because there have been some deaths of some notable people. First one being Givenchy, the legendary designer Hubert de Givenchy, who was the founder of the luxury brand Givenchy, passed away at his home in Paris at the age of 91. Wow. He was such a great designer, and he will be surely missed in the world of fashion and elsewhere. He was known for creating quintessential looks for Audrey Hepburn and Grace Kelly. He made that dress that Hepburn wore in the famous film Breakfast at Tiffany's and another beautiful dress that she donned in the 1954 comedy drama Sabrina. The last piece that we saw from Givenchy was at the Oscars this year. Chadwick Boseman, who of course played King T'Challa in Black Panther, wore a custom Givenchy design, and Gal Gadot attended the event in a gown from the uh, Haute Couture collection, so you will be missed. Unfortunately, another death. Craig Mack, if you remember the song Flavor in Your Ear, the, from rapper Craig Mack, he passed away at age 46. And he is actually one of the artists who laid the foundation for Sean P. Diddy Combs. We all knew him as Puffy 
for the Bad Boy Records, and he passed away, according to the director of marketing, Michelle Joyce. And again, he was 46, and no cause of death was immediately released, though Joyce said that he had been ill for some time. It's interesting because his death comes just days after fans celebrated the 21st anniversary of the death of his label mate, Christopher, Christopher Wallace, otherwise known as Biggie Smalls or a.k.a. the Notorious B.I.G. Oh, such a shame. He was quite a talent. And then finally, physicist Stephen Hawking has passed away at the age of 76. He was a British theoretic theoretical physicist, and he was known for his groundbreaking work with black holes and relativity. He was also the author of several popular science books, including A Brief History of Time. His children, Lucy, Robert, and Tim, have said, we are deeply saddened that our beloved father has passed away today. He was a great scientist and an extraordinary man whose work and legacy will live on for many years. So rest well to all three of them. Your contributions are not taken for granted and we will miss you. Okay, cheers. Welcome back. Finally, what we're going to talk about tonight, or actually early this morning for me, is South by Southwest. If you don't know, South by Southwest is going on right now, and it's that hip festival that happens in Austin, Texas, every March that looks at film and music and interactive. It is a fantastic festival from what I understand. I have not made it there yet. I keep saying next year, next year, and next year comes and I have two other conferences to go to, but I think next year I'm actually going to make it. So in any case, besides international talent, besides the interactive, besides the films that are there, there are some people that are battling, big companies that are battling for influencers' eyes and ears, two of them being Westworld and Roseanne. They're looking for influencers there. So, of course, now South by Southwest is just a, as much about big media as it is tiny startups. And this year at South by Southwest, they've got like 400,000 people. Um, and they're con it's considered the ultimate destination for content companies to stick out from the clutter and connect with influencers. So this year, HBO's Westworld won the battle for the most dramatic activation or branded experience. They pulled out all the stops with an immersive park that was far more elaborate and similar to the show than anything that's ever been seen at the festival over the past decades. Attendees were given either a white or black Stetson-style hat and bust... 20 minutes outside of Austin to a two-acre town, Sweetwater, built around an existing ghost town. Visitors enter from a futuristic portal into a tiny, sorry, into a train car, the very one that is used on the show, and then exit into the dusty town. Westworld fans can engage with 60 actors and half a dozen stuntmen who never break character. All the hot spots from the show are featured. That, uh, visitors can play cards and drink bourbon at the Mariposa Saloon, chow down on baked beans and jerky, mmm, delightful, and watch knife throwing at a blacksmith. And the actors put on quite a show. The robots break down, they uh, staging a fight and shootout. Plus, there were plenty of hints about the upcoming season. Kevin No Malone, are you listening? Including a samurai warrior wandering around. So although about 4,000 people will experience the park and it looks like it cost a couple of million dollars to execute, uh, HBO won't comment. 
the network says that it is worth it. A lot of our, uh, they say a lot of our hosts are armed with guns, but our guests are armed with cameras. So they're out there Instagramming, live streaming, and, you know, really helping us extend the reach, according to HBO's Stephen Cardwell, who is the director of program marketing. Interesting. Even broadcaster ABC made a play for viewers looking to stoke nostalgia for the return of Roseanne. The network replicated the show's iconic diner and living room. Visitors could pick up free pie and meat sandwiches. Again, delightful. And pose on famous on the famous couch or around that familiar kitchen table and meet the actors. ABC's director of strategic partnerships, Laura Loves, says while The network expects around 3,000 visitors to the Roseanne setup. It expects the reach to be far larger. She said, quote, I think consumers are looking for unique experiences and everything needs to be Instagrammable. So we're looking to provide that and to bring them into the show and get them excited to tune in on March 27th. Now, that is something I would like to see. These the uh, the Westworld and the Roseanne setups. Very interesting because TV ratings are in decline. There's more competition from Netflix and Amazon than ever. And box office receipts declined last year. So traditional media companies are looking for non-traditional means to draw viewers to their brand. Okay, well, let me know. Are you already at South by Southwest? If so, I'm insanely jealous. Or are you looking to get out there for one of the parts of South by Southwest? Or are you just watching from afar like I am? Let me know. Or if you even care about South by Southwest. Okay, take care. Cheers.